Hi, welcome to Pod Culture, a daily Northwestern podcast covering all the biggest events in entertainment. I'm Wilson Chapman. I'm Abigail Sutter. And I'm Emma Yarger. Today we'll be talking about High School Musical, the musical, the series, one of the initial launch shows for Disney+. High School Musical provides a meta spin on the beloved Disney franchise. The show follows a group of students from East High High School as they stage a production of High School Musical, the musical. This podcast will contain spoilers for the first two episodes of the show, so shut it off if you want to go in fresh. For everyone else, thanks for tuning in. So we're recording this on Friday, so it has been four days since Disney Plus is launched. So before we get into the show, let's just talk generally, like, how are you guys, like, feeling the service? Do you like it? Like, what has been your Disney Plus odyssey so far? (laughs) I am so far surprised by how many things Disney owns (laughs) as I'm perusing all the shows and movies that they have. It's a really great collection. Yeah, I would agree. That was one of the things that I was experiencing. I had forgotten how much they owned. I was, oh, they own Fox. Yeah, The Simpsons is on here. Oh, and they own Marvel. Every Marvel thing is on here. So just the collection is a lot. Yeah, it's like overwhelming and like somewhat worrying, but but it definitely is like a streaming service that like it's hard to like ignore it because it has so many things that so many people like. So the show is one of the launch shows for the service and uh, they have a few like reality shows and they have a few animated short shows but this is essentially one of two live action scripted shows for the launch day. The other was The Mandalorian which is a Star Wars spinoff. Very good by the way. Um, And I think it says a lot about just how popular High School Musical is and like how relevant a a television movie from 2006 still is. Their approach for the streaming service and like the demographic they're attracting, which is sort of like young, young youngish, like 20 year olds and like people who would be interested in this kind of thing. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's interesting. The way Disney did this show, um, I, as a 19-year-old, didn't necessarily feel silly watching it. I was like, oh, this is very nostalgic, like, this is very fun. But also, I could definitely see someone younger still getting into it and liking it just as much. So I think they're trying to just bring in, like, every avenue of, like, watcher that they can possibly get. Something that you mentioned earlier that is really intriguing to me is how sort of streaming services like Disney Plus are sort of taking over and how their launch of both High School Musical and a Star Wars thing just is kind of shows their cards of trying to pull in every um, viewer that they can. So they're doing a lot of these like very nostalgic properties like a Lizzie McGuire reboot, like things like that. So we're going to get like a lot of these things that are attracted to our specific like points of reference from childhood so with that preamble let's talk about the show how important was high school musical to you guys as kids what were your experiences with it growing up i feel like we were 
like at the perfect age for it i was i want to say like seven years old when the original came out yeah i i was six i have an older sister too so that really helped kind of bring it in but we had a viewing party at my house um with all of our family and friends the when it originally came out so it was very important to me yeah i definitely remember me and i have a sister who's one year older than me and we would watch all of them together we saw the third one in theaters when that came out we paid the money for that one it really so, yeah. graduated to the big leagues. <laughs> <laughs> really um, but yeah, yeah, I would say like it was one of those things that, you know, whenever it was on, we'd watch it. Do you remember when Disney would have their movies but with like lyrics or they'd have their movies but with like text bubbles about facts? The sing-alongs. Yes, like, like, we bought the special edition so that we could have the sing-along version. Yes, yeah, so I, I would say it was a, a staple of the Disney childhood. Yeah, I would definitely say that watching High School Musical 2 in uh, my friend's beach house uh, when it originally premiered was one of the most important events of my childhood. (laughs) (laughs) It was just really, like, such an iconic moment. Yeah. Just like, and I really think I was a huge theater geek in high school. I owe that entirely to High School Musical. It really was my introduction to like just the world of musical theater, and I adored it. And I think it's like it's interesting because as much as we may love decoms, I don't necessarily think a lot of them penetrate like the larger culture. I don't think people were who were making it back then thought that it would be getting a sequel series like 13 odd years later. Yeah, I don't know if anybody could have guessed how successful it would have been. Something for me, it kind of set up unrealistic unrealistic expectations for my high school experience because (laughs) your girl tried to do musical theater and play soccer and ultimately had to choose so Troy Bolton your story (laughs) not necessarily relevant I mean honestly we can say that we haven't been affected by high school musical but what is Northwestern's mascot y'all like like, (laughs) we really made it out here (laughs) so I really really liked the show like I was surprised at how much I liked it part of it must be the kind of the nostalgia factor but I also think it works on its own as like its own complete product little disclaimer though my friend just asked me you know on a scale of one to ten how much I liked the show and I was like based on how it makes me feel I like it 15 out of 10 based on production quality I maybe a 6.5 so (laughs) it's really fun I love watching it if I am looking at it with a critical lens, it's not awesome. But that does like the enjoyment factor is the most important here. So, so let's get into it. So the show follows uh, a, t- a bunch of high schoolers at East High High School who are staging a production of High School Musical: The Musical, Their Minds. It's too self-aware. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very self-aware. They have this sort of mockumentary format that isn't really explained at all and makes like kind of no sense considering there are like flashback sequences at some point. Yeah, I feel like the people who created it were like, what do kids like these days? Oh, Modern Family? Oh, The Office? Let's make it a mockumentary. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I liked everything that was happening in the show. I think the mockumentary style is fine. I don't think it necessarily adds, you know, a vital flavor to the show, though, you know? I think it might help in the kind of teen drama vibe to explain what's going on, especially for younger audiences, don't always not always understanding, um, like, subtleties of 
like the characters' actions, they kind of need that mockumentary style to be like, oh, why did you do that? How do you think the show sort of like updates the original? One thing I did notice was that it's a lot, definitely a lot more low key than the original. Um, It's a little bit more like realistic. Yeah, it felt pretty realistic. I mean, one thing I think Disney Channel specifically does pretty well as compared to like other Hollywood shows or movies is that they look their age for the most part. Like, yes, they are all a little bit airbrushed as compared to actual juniors in high school. But, you know, they are still like a little quirky looking or kind of figuring themselves out, which I appreciate. And they still they don't look like they're 25, um, which is helpful to make the show feel a little bit more authentic and yeah as um someone who did do musical theater in high school as as well um the specific to all of us (laughs) oh god (laughs) like the drama that I feel as though we would feel in the theater department even if it wasn't real but just you know the the tension or the hot tea that was going around like (laughs) even if it wasn't hot like I think this show and the original high school musical did a good job of showing you that um intensity I guess you could say that theater students feel all the time um so that is something I appreciated and something I definitely felt in this show I was very invested in like their um I guess drama you know which is the point so yeah it worked for me at least it, it did a good job i I found it, like, pretty realistic to, like, my high school, like, musical experience. The only difference is really, like, in my high school, like, all of the musical theater kids jeweled, which, like, they obviously (laughs) wouldn't show in this. (laughs) And we have a B-plot of a new girl who comes in and is thirsty for the main role, and then that is probably going to cause some drama, as we have seen sort of in the second episode of her starting to make some plots, which I don't know how realistic that is. Definitely the emotions behind it are realistic. I don't know if the action is realistic to high schoolers' experience. No, 100%. Like, you know, I think, I yeah, the emotions make sense, but Ricky getting the lead, that doesn't happen really most of the time. Honestly, like, justice for EJ. He deserved it way more. <laughs> But also that whole drama of seniors not getting real roles—that's so real. That's so real. That's how that every senior has that moment of being like, "Wait, I did what? What?" <laughs> it was weird the very end when Gina was talking to EJ and she was like, um, "We're gonna have to team up." But I was like, "You're gonna make him team up against his girlfriend?" I was <laughs> yeah. so I don't know if I understand where we've left off the show at this point, but uh, hopefully, yeah, hopefully that'll be answered in like the third episode because i was because like that would not be in his best interest to team up with her at all i would walk over and be like honey there's someone trying to steal your role and you should probably know i think the cast is like pretty good i find them all like very charming uh especially like i like the girl who plays nini i think she has like a olivia rodrigo i think she has like a really pretty voice i think think like uh joshua bassett who plays ricky is very likable i love the kid who plays ricky's best friend big red he's my favorite character he's so funny oh my gosh yeah him Uh, reading out loud those stage directions was painful was painful yeah but so real i feel like i know that kid (laughs) from high school Um, also, the girl, is this, is it Julia Lester, Ashlyn, is that who's playing Ms. Darbus? Yeah. Okay, so Julia Lester as Ashlyn, 
an amazing voice. You get to see a power ballad in the second episode. That made me absolutely fall in love with <laughs> the show again and just also really have appreciation for who's ever writing original music for this show. I think that's a really cool feature that um, there are some original songs in addition to the High School Musical classics. Yeah, she was really good. Good, like she has a gorgeous voice. Oh I really liked it. Yes, no, I love that character just overall. But because she was checking people, like she was just, you know. Yeah, they're all very talented. I also like um, the fact that it's like a pretty diverse cast, but it doesn't like call attention to it. Like, uh, like Nini, she has two moms. It's like treated as like matter of fact. It's not, uh, and like not a big deal, which it would not have been treated like. Like even, like three years ago on the Disney Channel. Like, uh, Carlos, like the choreographer, he's openly gay. They have, like, a boy playing Sharpay. There's a lot of great moments, and I don't want to get, like, too into my, like, fangirl self. Bringing it back to reality, it does have a lot of Disney moments. It has a lot of bad jokes that make me cringe a little or yeah. or laugh some, but also just... a few jokes that like genuinely made me laugh i really liked when like the stem teacher was like oh i support the arts i pay for ad free spotify i thought that was very that was funny hilarious. yeah like there was like a fart it joke in there a little like... bit awkward in some of those senses or like the humor was more based towards like a younger audience yeah i mean it, it does have this weird problem where it is for younger kids and it does have to uh, operate for younger kids, but at the same time, it's clearly trying to like like rope in some older viewers and viewers with memories of the original. So it kind of does have to uh, handle like that balancing act of being appealing to older people and appealing for younger people. So I guess, how do you guys think that it's been handling that? I think that in general, it's okay, but the jokes are something that really like bring me out of the storyline a little bit and remind me that it's not not a show that I would regularly be watching. Yeah. Um, I think it's been doing a fairly good job. I feel like for people our age or older people who are watching it, the nostalgia factor is the biggest factor or just in general the, you know, memories we have with it. Um, so I think that kind of smooth out smooths out some of those rough edges that you were talking about. Because um, I agree, like uh, Nini's audition scene when, you know, I don't even know, the camera turns and suddenly she's alone on the stage. Oh, that was so... There are lights everywhere. You know, it was just kind of one of those moments where I was like, okay, like, I'll, I'm going to so keep watching. But it was just, yeah, it's like, so there are a few moments where it's a little, like, kitschy, I guess you could say. But I don't think that those moments override the overall um, enjoyment. You know, it is what you expect. I think yeah. I think it's not more, but it's certainly not less. Yeah. 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 And that, like, critique being said, I also think they do a good job about handling certain issues. Like, like Nini having two moms is very subtle. Like, they don't call attention to that, which is just a nice way to have diversity in their show. And also Ricky's conflict with his parents getting a divorce mm-hmm. feels very real. And, like, they don't over... Like, it's not overdramatic, but it's also not underplayed of the effect that it's having on him. So Yeah, I, I actually that... really liked that subplot and how it sort of, like, it wasn't there just to be, like, dramatic. It was there to sort of, like, reinforce his character and sort of, like, help explain a little bit more about why he was so fearful when um, Nini told him that she loved her him. 
Yeah. That w- yeah. That w- yeah, that's one thing that's not realistic to my high school really? experience where people would say that they love each other after like two months of dating and they had been dating for like a year and hadn't said I love you yet. That just like struck me as almost more mature than like than she makes it seem. No, I definitely understand that. Like there's definitely a lot of people I know who did get together in high school and they were saying I love you after, you know, six months or less, you know. Because then EJ goes off and says I love you and they just met at camp. Right. I think that shows the... Wow, there's a lot of difference yeah. between those two. Wow, so many layers. So, so many layers. This brings us to this question. <laughs> team EJ or Team Ricky? <laughs> Tell me your thoughts. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I don't like either of them for Nini, like as a boyfriend right now. I think that EJ is going down the path to being controlling and possibly like I think he does like Nini and if he makes her happy then lovely and perfect and good for her um but that behavior I just you know it's annoying to watch it's annoying to like watch a girlfriend not know that her boyfriend's trying to steal her phone and look at her text like that's weird yeah Ricky also um is going through a lot and I think Ricky right now really does also like Nini and if that makes Nini happy then great good go for it <laughs> but like you know I think that he did handle the situation really bad and he did hurt her and I think that he's not saying sorry he's just saying I love you yeah and I also think it's not necessarily a great choice to be getting into a relationship or like re-getting into a relationship when you're dealing with so many other things Exactly, and then yeah. he, like, goes into her spaces and, like, does all this, which, like, say what you will about that, but it is odd, you know what yeah. I mean? So I would say I, I think both are fine young men. I think, <laughs> and, I think and I think that uh, Joshua Bassett and Matt Cornett, like, both do a great job, and I love watching them, but if Nini were to ask me, who should I pick, I'd say, have a great high school experience and neither. <laughs> I'm going to, like, get on that drama train a little bit and just say, like, I'm pro, like, Team Ricky all the way because he's a skater boy. <laughs> and did skater boys – I have a serious question. Did skater boys exist in high school? Because my high school had no skater boys. Oh, oh my high school had skater boys. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, my high school did not have people who showed up with skateboards because it was in the middle of a cornfield so <laughs> people did not skate there um so maybe we would have maybe our secret skater okay uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> i did appreciate that they made him a skater boy <laughs> yeah yeah no and he's so sweet yeah. right like ricky's so sweet yeah i did like how um they sort of didn't like make it a big deal that like ej was like a jock that was interested in musical theater and they Whereas in, like, the original film, it was like, gasp, you have two interests at once? <laughs> that was the plot of the first one. <laughs> but with this, they're just kind of like, eh, everyone just, like, kind of acknowledges it and, like, moves on. Um, I have to say, I don't know. I think both of them have their good points. I really th- I thought it was sweet, I think, in the second episode when EJ told his cousin that she, that. He likes Nini because she makes him better. It's cute. It's just, like, not her job, though. Yeah. You know? Like, at the same time, like, yeah. I don't know. I need to see more from EJ. I feel yeah. like I've just, like, seen a lot of different um, actions from him, and I don't know what to make of them all mm-hmm. put together. Because I do think he's, like, I mean, he's obviously making her very happy. 
not to generalize, but when I, but to generalize, <laughs> um, in the first episode when I saw him, I was like, oh, he's going to be gay. Like, that's going to be part of the plot. And then I was like, oh, maybe not. Like, as we've gone through that, that theory has been dismantled. But that was one of my initial thoughts about him. What made you think that? I don't know. I was just watching it with a friend and we were like, yeah, that's going to be part of the plot line here. It also, I think, would be like cool of disney to do that because that's a real struggle as yeah well. they did a show called um andy mac but it did have a plot line about a boy coming out of the closet so it's not like uncharted territory for right. them but it would be cool to cool to see mm-hmm. yeah i think like there's i saw a trailer there's supposed to be like a relationship between the choreographer and the boy who plays Sharpay. so mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm excited yeah. <laughs> yeah can we talk about miss jen for a little bit she reminds me a lot of christian chenoweth when she was in glee like she's even her voice is like a little bit like and the christian chenoweth yeah like and her christian just chenoweth. look yeah, yeah everything about her who who is um kate Ren- reindeers. 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 I don't know. Um, I looked her up. Apparently she's done musical theater, so okay. this is like in her I wheelhouse. Like the trope that she's playing doesn't... It doesn't do it for me. I don't know. Really? It, I don't think it's funny. Like, it's a trope, and I get it. And that's it. <laughs> like, I've experienced it. We've seen it before. Yeah. I think it works mechanically in the show. I can see why they're doing it. But they seem to be doing that to all of their teachers that we've seen so far. Like, the teacher whose title was STEM teacher, like, didn't even give him yeah. a specific like, subject. <laughs> but, you know, you've got your STEM teacher who's always angry, and he's very serious, and he doesn't like the arts. And then you've got, you know, this person. So I think... Um, Currently, they're just doing that with all of their... They're not taking time to flesh out their adults. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm, like, fascinated by Miss Jen. I do think, like, some of... I I do think, like, the idea of having, like, the theater teacher be a background dancer from the first film could be potentially really funny. And, like, she has a few funny moments. I liked, like, in the second episode, she does this weird, like, rendition of when we're all in this together that I found very funny. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But... Yeah, I would not say I'm, like, intrigued by her. She works fine in the show. No, but I love the fact that she was a background dancer (laughs) in, like, the original high school (laughs) that she's supposed to be. I think that's that's really funny. Yeah, I actually looked it up to be, like, is is Kate was Kate Renters in yeah. the original? I don't think she was. That would be almost too good. Yeah. That would be too good. Um, so, yeah, and I do th- like some of the callbacks she makes, like to the original movies. I do find funny, like I. Uh, like in the second episode, she gets like the phone Gabriella had, and, oh, yeah. the, and they treat it and they treat it like it's like from the Lost City of Gold yeah, or something. Yeah, is this something you intend to actually keep watching after finishing the second episode? I was kind of like, what happens next though? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, kind of want to know. So I think I'll um, keep up with at least what's happening. I don't know if I'll keep watching every episode, but it's entertaining enough to be some brain candy i do think it has like it's walking this line between being a comedy show and being like a soap opera um which i think makes it compelling because you have like those end of episode twists that make you being like oh what's gonna happen i am invested in the characters enough to like want to watch the third episode which will probably make me want to watch the fourth episode so yeah what about you emma i don't 
the real question is, is like, am I going to carve out time to see this? And the answer is probably no. But if I do happen to have some time, I can see myself turning it on again just to find out what's going on. And yeah. so it, for a quick little break, it might, yes, guiltily, it might be a guilty pleasure kind of show. I think, like, even if I don't, like, watch it weekly, this is definitely something I can see myself, like, like just binging over, like, a winter break. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. That's, yeah, that's what Disney Plus will be for me. It'll just be yeah. my entire winter break. Hide from your family on Thanksgiving and watch this show. Yeah. <laughs> High School Musical, the musical, the series. <laughs> That's it for this week's Pod Culture. This is our last podcast of the quarter, but we'll be back in the winter. Have a good winter break. See you next time.